Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is our witchy podcast. Today we are talking about Imbolc. Uh, this is Imbolc 102, so we're yep. going to get a little a little bit more into Imbolc <laughs> for Imbolc this year or whatnot. Um, if you're checking us out on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. If you're listening to us on your podcast network of choice, please leave us a review. That's kind of functionally the only way I can find out whether or not somebody's listening to this on a podcast network because the analytics for podcast networks are all different and lies. So, yeah, yeah, you know, deal with that. But also, if you are listening to this on uh, on a podcast and you want to watch our stupid faces, you can watch us on YouTube or uh, Nerd Jive on YouTube. Or if you're watching our stupid faces on YouTube and have decided, you can <laughs> check that out on... <laughs> a podcast network of your choice, it's everywhere. And if it's in a thing that you, if it's not in a place that you listen to podcasts, let us know. Tell me, man. Cause so I can put it there. Yeah. Because I don't, I listen to podcasts on bloody Apple Podcasts. Not because I'm fancy, because that shit's already installed and I can't delete it. So uh, I don't know where anything else is. Like I don't use Spotify or whatever the hell that's called. That's right. We don't. Yeah. So we are uploaded on Spotify though. Um, probably. I'm pretty certain I do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, if you want to check out any of our social or follow us over there or support us over on Patreon or support us over on our Etsy shop, um, go to nerdjive.com slash links and you'll get that stuff there. It'll be linked in the dibbly-doo below. It's linked in the, it's it's linked everywhere. Nerdjive.com, it's straightforward. It's two four-letter words. Three-letter word and a dot. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, bam, math. Uh, so let's get into, uh, this stuff. What is Imbolc? So who is Imbolc? <laughs> it's not a, it's not a where, who, it's a what. Or when did Imbolc exist? Where is in your, in your house? Where is everywhere? Yeah. Um, okay. So Imbolc takes place traditionally on February 1st in the Northern Hemisphere or August 1st if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, that is about halfway in between the winter solstice, which is Yule, and the spring equinox, which is Ostara. Um, so they, they call this a cross quarter day because the quarter days divide the year into quarters and are based on the solstices and the equinoxes. Yeah. So the holidays that are not are called cross quarter days. Yeah. So Imbolc is a time to celebrate the coming of spring. So the most of winter is behind us, unless you live in California, like we do, where the weather is just weird and it's spring now, apparently. Um, we get winter for like literally two months and that's it. Yeah. Um, anyway. It was a lot of winter this time, but not as much winter as we would need. We need more winter. We need more winter. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever knows that mm, gopher, <laughs> tell that motherfucker <laughs> tell to stay that inside gopher. or something. Whatever. However that works. Tell that gopher. Yeah. Be At first, and when I first started saying that, I was like, whoever knows that turtle. No, no it's not a turtle. Some sort of a land rodent. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. It's always surprised me that there isn't like a gopher that does the thing in like the west of the in like the western part of the U.S. Well, I, I, I think it's I think I think Groundhog Day, um, which is Groundhog, not a gopher. But I don't know. Maybe they're the same thing. And I don't know. Um, I think that's only an America thing. No, I know, but the West Coast is still America. Yeah, I know. But so, listen, we, like... we're doing tech and and pot, so. Like the East can have We're like this is where time comes from. Future telling gophers Cupertino. and business. 
So, or, you know, like government <laughs> business. So, yeah, whatever, right? Everybody's got their thing. Anyway. We have fucking so... avocados at a reasonable price. So, I'll trade. That's a fair trade, in my opinion. That is true. We did get right? some avocados on four, sale this Four week avocados for a were... dollar most of the time during avocado season in yeah. California. Like, that's that's rad. You know? Yeah. Uh, out of all of the overpriced grocery bill things, I was not expecting avocados to come in less expensive than yeah. other things. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, in bulk is a time to celebrate the coming of spring. Um, and we typically celebrate it with um, feasting, planning the upcoming harvest, weather divination, and with hearth fires. Um, in ancient times, you may have celebrated them with bonfires also, but as things sort of became more modern, you sort of do that stuff at home. Yeah. And like many of the Sabbaths, uh, most of the Sabbaths, all of the Sabbaths, uh, the origins of Imbolc are heavily influenced by Celtic traditions. Um, and this is really because the Sabbaths were sort of created by the dude who, who created Wicca, who we're learning is just like part of like the most Tiger King drama possible yeah. as I yeah. sort of well, trapeze I mean, through it's, interesting it's things the, in this, our pub The, the <laughs> like generalized practices of the Sabbaths all come from more ancient rituals, mm -hmm. but like Sabbaths TM, you got that background on your cell phone, uh, you know, TikTok filter Sabbaths. Yeah. That is just like from the 60s or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? pretty much. Um, but, but also, like all of the Sabbaths as we generally recognize them are like very heavily informed by past shit. Sometimes it's multiple past shits. Sometimes it's completely like just one past shit. So like it's, it's, a little all over the place. The Sabbaths just sort of like make it easier. Totally, um, totally. You know, like we are talking about Imbolc and the Sabbaths, but like for me, the um, the blot. This is this is Thorsa blot. That's right. During Imbolc. Yeah. Um. So it's like a completely different thing, and like it is a little bit of a connection in between the two, but like not also kind of not really. Yeah. So like that's one of those things where it's like we're talking about the Sabbaths, but also like there are other like festivals based around any particular practice, yeah. like in like within your practice that correlate temporally yeah. or pot or potentially thematically again, depending on like which practice you practice or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, and because of a lot of this, uh, most of the information we have about Imbolc and other Sabbaths and ancient practices is pretty vague. So reconstructing Imbolc, uh, as a holiday shows really strong ties to the goddess Brigid, um, who, um, you know, it's like she's the goddess of healing and poetry and the arts. And she, it's a very like fertility sun earth mother kind of goddess. So a lot of the stuff that you see about Imbolc now is very like tied to Brigid. So if you aren't someone who particularly follows the Celtic pantheon or isn't particularly interested in it, um, then there are other deities, which we'll talk about at the end, um, that you can also use to celebrate. But most of the information about Imbolc is tied to Brigid. Um, and the celebrations about Imbolc, especially in pre-Christian times, happened at um, something called passage tombs. Um, um, complete with bonfires and large gatherings of people and most likely feasts and sacrifices. Yeah. Passage tombs themselves date back to the Neolithic period, which is somewhere between 10,000 and 4,500 years BCE. So like 12 to 6,000 years ago. I totally said that like in the most ridiculous way possible. Yeah, it's fine. She's really <laughs> bad with time, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, and really a passage tomb are just like 
big rocks that were used to build a structure that would have been placed in such a way that the sun shines through the entrance or the passage on a particular day and time of the year. Sometimes these were partially carved into the ground. Sometimes they were built above ground. Sometimes okay. they're closed Caves in. Sometimes they're not shit. closed yeah. in. And um, they're called passage tombs um, because of the passage thing. But the tomb part is because we originally thought they were just burial tombs. Um, but not all of the passage tombs that were discovered were have indications that they were actually used as burial chambers. Yeah. Um, so I, it's kind of a misnomer there. Now, um, after the Christianization of Europe, drinking game, there you go. Uh, <laughs> number one. <laughs> yeah, just this time, really. Um. <laughs> Most of the in-bulk celebrations after the Christianization of Europe were quiet gatherings at home. Bonfires were replaced by keeping the hearth fire lit all night. And if you were in a, if you were lucky enough to be wealthy enough to have multiple hearths, multiple fireplaces in your home, you would have all of them lit all night. The, some of this is probably because this is a particularly cold time of year. And some of it is to welcome back the sun and people would stay up late. It's sort of, as time goes on, you sort of see in bulk um, turning, like really sort of informing a lot of the New Year's traditions that um, most Western cultures sort of have. So staying up late, yeah, yeah. having well, and it's around the same time as like Lunar New Year. So yeah, and we're gonna talk about Lunar New Year too. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. yeah, it maths out. Yeah. So instead of large gatherings, families would and like feasts and stuff, families would often share a large meal made with whatever provisions they still had uh, on hand from their winter stores. So this would be vegetables and um, like starches that are particularly good at outlasting the winter. You know, you're looking at your potatoes and yep. your squash and all of that sort of thing, as well as winter vegetables, um, broccolis and cabbages and potatoes and whatnot, as well as during this time of year, animals would start milk production again, usually before sort of the spring birthing season. So having milk products was huge. So you could have, you would have fresh butter again and fresh milk and um if you were able to do so and had the knowledge you had fret well you either had fresh cheese that you like just made into cheese or you would have fermented cheese that is just fresh out of its um out of its like aging cycle um you know so the fermented cheeses would have been made from the last of the milk before winter they'd be ready right around this time sort of yeah. the shortest cheeses that are aged are really like that you know, four to six month time frame. Uh, so you've got a lot of that dairy happening in there. Uh, so you can definitely see that that's a very like particular area of Europe that was into this because in a lot of other areas, having dairy like that just wasn't really that common. Um, so you have a lot of that sort of feasty stuff and people would feast for ancestors and just in general. Um, and oats were also very, very popular. Yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit about the goddess Brigid earlier. So the goddess Brigid, she is daughter of the Dagda. We talk about him in depth in episode 29. If you're interested, check that out. Tons of interesting information and also <laughs> tons of unfortunate mispronunciation of words. Only after that episode came out, I acquired a book that gives me really easy to understand pronunciation. So that's that's fun for me. Right. Um, so she not only is the daughter of the Dagda, but she's a member of the Chwahedadenen, um, who um, are known in modern day as the Fey folk. Um, so you could sort of consider her being a Fey. Uh, the goddess Brigid is the goddess of livestock, especially cattle. Um, fertility, spring, the arts, 
crafts, poetry, blacksmithing, and healing. Um, but some versions of her myths show her more as a triple goddess figure. So there's actually three of her, all three named Brigid. <laughs> Like three sisters named like, Brigid. Like that's, that's just lazy. I feel like that's cheating, right? If you name yeah. your kid all three your triplets the same name, you're just like <laughs> Ted, and all three of them look up, and you're like, I don't know, Ted two. One of you assholes did something wrong. <laughs> you're like left Ted, and they're yeah, like, but I'm right Ted. Ted. <laughs> you're like, well, I'm looking at you, so you're left Ted. Yeah, motherfucker, it's observer so... bias. Bam, you just learned a whole ass scientific method thing. Yeah, so in the myths and instances that we see her as part of a triple goddess figure, there's one sister is worshipped for healing, one sister is worshipped for blacksmithing, and then one sister is worshipped for everything else. The Celts were really into like the triple deity kind of thing. Yeah. So it is possible that Brigid was originally part of one of... Uh, you know, other three goddesses, you know, multiple, triple, yeah, multiple triple goddesses. Yeah. Um, but also maybe she wasn't a lot of times when we see that there's one deity in Celtic mythology, especially that is sort of linked to a triple God or triple goddess type of mentality. It's because the other deities were also their siblings uh, and they sort of just get mishmashed uh, all together in yeah. the end. Uh, yeah. So for more information, they all have the same damn name. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's easy that way. One's Brigid, spelled with an H. One's yeah. Brigid, no H. And one's Brigid with a T. Brigid with three H's. Three H's. Two H's. You can do, you can do multiple H's there. Yeah. Um, it's so a side we... of the letter. You can do as many H's as you want. <laughs> that's the secret. Just name your kid. Five H's. I mean, that sounds like a... That sounds, sounds like a lazy. real jackass thing to name your kid. Yes. Yes, it probably is. I'm sorry if your name out there is hey, just five H's. Hey, don't give Elon Musk any baby I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> mm, math baby names yeah so this is in bulk 102 and we're sort of talking about some very specific things that are more in depth about in bulk as opposed to sort of like a general overview so if you want in for more more like general information about in bulk um you know sort of variety of ways to celebrate more information about brigid check out our um in bulk 101 episode which is episode five uh so they're sort of companion episodes if you will so really what we're looking at here with Imbolc is that there's cultures around the world that celebrate the coming of spring with festivals that are all about getting good fortune and blessings right after a rigorous cleaning, which essentially purifies the home, the body, and the soul. Um, now, Imbolc um, is a time where people go to holy springs traditionally, and they use the water to purify themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, if a holy well wasn't possible, people would visit uh, what's called a cludy well, which yep. is a you spring. Gotta get rid of those cludies, dude. <laughs> gotta get rid of the cludies. Crisscross applesauce or whatever that is. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you gotta you gotta circle circle dot dot get that cutie shot. Yeah, I don't crisscross applesauce. I don't know. Is that when you sit cross-legged on the floor? I actually don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just cross-legged on the floor. Man, I don't <laughs> We don't have kids. I, yeah, I was a kid so... like 8,000 years ago, dude. Shit's weird and different now. Arguably worse, but what do I know, right? I mean, I'm just a disaffected millennial, so... But whatever. Yeah, let's... let's yeah, let's... Let's, let's all be sad together, guys. Da-da-da-da-da. That's basically it. Uh, so um, a cludy well is essentially a, a spring with a 
with a or a well with a tree growing near it and um trees that grew near like these wells even holy wells or just sort of like local springs were sort of considered sacred and holy um we live in a forest so for me i'm just like obviously the spring is going to be next to a tree uh <laughs> yeah so because thinking about also, a i feel like the well would more likely collapse in if it was next to a tree and or be harder to dig up but like whatever i don't, dude, I don't, I don't even know. know i don't yeah. know uh i am not a well master so um people would <laughs> a wellsman a wellsman a wellswoman yeah a wells so person. people would go to these wells and they would usually walk around them a certain number of times and then they would splash the water on themselves and they would typically dip a strip of cloth into the water and then tie it onto a nearby tree mm -hmm. um to sort of have good luck and blessings yeah. follow them why they tie it onto the tree i don't really know yeah because cluties bring the leaves back Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and sometimes they would take additional strips of cloth or like bandages and dip them into the water and take those back home with them. And you can see some of that in later traditions with Brigid on Imbolc, where you put out strips of cloth on the bush outside of your front door mm -hmm. and she blesses it with the dew of Imbolc morning basically. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we talk a little bit more about that part in the Imbolc episode episode five but we also talk about cludie wells again in lunasa which is episode 17 uh -huh. um so it's actually pretty common to go to holy wells on holy days who knew who yeah holy knew? stuff is related yeah now when this episode comes out it will be not only in bulk day but it'll also be the first day of lunar new year 2022 mm. uh and while this isn't technically part of the pagan heathen sphere is lunar new year and in bulk do those always intersect they plus or minus a day or two they because our generally dumb. intersect within a uh like a week of yeah. each other okay that's that's kind of what i figured yeah mm-hmm uh, as well as a bunch of other things do, like Candlemas is right there. That's a very um, Abrahamic religion thing. There's a lot happening uh, this time of year yeah. when it comes to spring. Actually, considerably more um, as you go from February into March than just like middle to end of March on, this, on the spring equinox. Sure, sure. Um, because I know around here, we're already seeing the signs of spring. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we've been seeing the signs of spring at our house for like a month now. Our tortoise yeah. went into hibernation in August and came out in December and was yeah. like, I'm done for the year with hibernating. So that was crazy. Uh, anyway, so Lunar New Year is the same day as Imbolc this year. And there's a ton of, of customs that are sort of mirrored in Imbolc and Lunar New Year. So as we go through these other themes, we're going to be talking about Imbolc and we're going to be talking about Lunar New Year. Also... I grew up in an area where, and in a neighborhood where Lunar New Year was very widely celebrated. So yeah. for me, it's part of my pagan and heathen journey. And if it's not part of your pagan and heathen journey, that is totally fine. Yeah. You do you. Um, so Lunar New Year's customs um, usually call for the cleaning of the house before the start of the new year. We also see some of this with Imbolc traditions too, where you want to complete all of your cleaning before Imbolc Eve. So that would be the day before Imbolc. Um, and really with Lunar New Year, you're looking to, and even with Imbolc, you're looking to sweep out the old in order to make room or to usher in the new. You know, it's imagine energy is sort of a vacuum. And when you sweep out old energy, you're getting a new, fresh, hot energy. Yeah, Maybe sense, not hot. Maybe it's cool. Depends on what you want. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you're getting rid of all of those old negative energies and sort of like mental head spaces so that there's room to receive good energy and luck. Cause it's not just good energy. It can't be just good vibes all the time. Yeah. No. 
<laughs> yeah. Because people are a bit much. Yeah. Now, this is one that's different between Imbolc and Lunar New Year is that with Lunar New Year festivities, usually there is no more cleaning until a few days or up to a week after the new year. Um, so you're not essentially sweeping out any good luck that would have yeah. happened in the meantime. Yeah. Man, that sounds like just a party mess for a week, dude. What? Uh, right? Yeah. I was thinking about the logistics of that because today I was like, like I normally I'm pre- going to clean up as much of the house as possible Yeah. in preparation for in bulk and Lunar New Year and whatnot. And I'm just like... Oh boy. Yeah. I'm going to have to do dishes tomorrow because you have to do, we don't have, oh, we don't have a dishwasher and we live in a yeah, really small like house. So we have to do the dishes every single day, sometimes yeah. multiple times a day. Otherwise they just pile up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Well, and, and like, okay. So like pre Sharona, we fucking, um, it's like my Sharona, but before. That was good. I, really um, but, so, I wasn't even going to point it out. I was going to let you just I had to say have it. that victory. Uh, so we would have like for all of the blots, all of the, the, what do you call these? Sabbaths. Sabbaths. Man, I don't know how that word is. It's way more common, but like my brain is like, was just like blots the word. Go you know, with it You would think it's like a bit that you do on purpose. No, nope. no, nope. just, I'm just bonked in the head the or something. Your, your head goes. Yeah. Uh, but so like pre like, like, like in the early times we would do Sabbath festivals yep. at our house with like friends and family. And like, I could only imagine having like leaving that around for for a fucking week, dude. Dude, we would have even. all of the ants. That movie Ants, not you know, even. the one from the fifties with there those big ass ants. So bam, this house. Many cans of beverages. Oh my not god, not just yeah. beer, but like. We would soda have to, The thing is, is what we'd have to do mm-hmm. is like, is like, is like, as the party's winding down, because like the party would be winding down theoretically pre midnight. Oh, that's fair. Right, yeah. or like around midnight, we're just like, hey guys, it's eleven fifty. Pick up your drinks and throw them in the garbage. I can't touch nothing for a week. What is well, that? that, a is, rapper that on the is, ground? is the entertaining pro tip. As somebody <laughs> you know? who entertains not just for like you know sabots and bots and stuff, but also just throws sort of like a lot of parties in the in the pre apocalypse times. Yeah. Like when you want people to start getting out of here, you just start cleaning the house because you know what's going to happen. People are going to start helping you clean. Yeah. And then after they're they're done. Yeah. So they're either going to leave immediately or they're going to help you clean. And the ones who help you clean after they're done helping you clean, they're going to be like, all right, time for me to go. And then you have. Or it just becomes a chill after party after the party. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely been like, all right, like we got to clean up where this people are hellfire. eating your let where people are eating like the gross party leftovers that you don't want to eat yeah. like the next day, just you know, like, like chip dip or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I guess I'm gonna eat this so that you don't have to put it yeah. in the fridge. And you're like, put, please put on a good movie, everybody fall asleep <laughs> on the couch. Yeah, get up and drive yeah, home at two uh, o'clock in the morning. That's a pro party tip right there. <laughs> so, yeah, I usually don't clean um, for like. Somewhere between like five and seven days. It sort of depends on how you celebrate. And sure. I'm just like, <laughs> that's definitely yeah, not, not happening in this yeah. house. But I did all the people vacuuming. People designate one space to not be cleaned. It'll be a three inch by three inch square of space in the house. That's the dirty space. <laughs> the problem is that if we point that space out, honestly, one of the dogs is going to ruin something in that space. They're going to be like, hey, poo in that space. Just to mock us. Just just to do it. Just yeah. to mock us. Because all three of them, all three of them are jerks. Yeah, jerks. So, it's okay. So that's the ways that you sort of deal with cleansing and purifying between Imbolc and Lunar New Year. And we see some of this in other festivals too. Like we talk about this a lot in our Persephone episode. Um, a lot of Persephone's um, 
a lot of her feasts and her festivals, they're preceded by three days or so of fasting to cleanse and purify your body and presumably to get all the food out so that you have room for, for tons more food. of food. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we definitely see that in a ton of other cultures with, um, you know, usually spring, but in some places it's sort of like whenever it happens. Now, ways that you can cleanse and purify your space um, for in bulk or even whenever is you can take a cleansing bath or a shower. That's a really nice way to do it. Relaxing too. You can, of course, do smoke cleansing or you can do um, water cleansing. I think it's Aspurging? There's a word for it. No, I can't think of word. what it is. So um, water cleansing is what it's called. Smoke cleansing. What is it? Smoke. What is it doing? Cleansing. Water cleansing. What is it? Water. Well, you what kind of like cleansing? take fire you cleansing. Kind of like, most efficient way to cleanse. <laughs> We're not going to cleanse um, the house with fire. With, I'm just saying, the purity of fire. Uh, fire cleansing. It all makes sense. So I feel like water cleansing is the way it's called, but if you have a fancy name for it, yeah, rock and roll, guys. Rock and roll. I, we have a also, very- if you're smoke cleansing, <laughs> I'm just going to make a couple of suggestions. One, don't burn your fucking house down. Pay attention to There's sparks that are falling. There's your second drinking and, game. And two, way the fuck more importantly, check your uh, fire alarms. Because if you put a bunch of smoke in your house, fire alarms are going to go off. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we definitely right? have done that. And before. like, if you just have like an old house with old fire alarms, you know, you just like... I don't know, I guess pull out the battery before you do it and then put it back in or something stupid like that. I don't like think that. that we should be talking about that. Yeah, whatever you do. <laughs> Maybe what, don't how, 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 however, however you cleanse your house, use less smoke. We right? do not recommend um, that you take the battery no, out of your fire alarm. You alarms. should not, definitely do that. Well, that's why you can't do that all. anymore. Yeah, there are no batteries in most of the fire alarms that we have nowadays. It's supposed to be like always on fire alarms or whatever. Yeah, I lived yeah. in a house that had that. And uh, um, my dad owned a condo where the fire alarm for the house was for the whole damn five <gasps> five houses condominium unit. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So if I'm any, a smoky cooker if, too, if that any would be person scary. in the we house even be able to eat little too much smoke, whole ass unit had to be bloody. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. No, no yeah. Let thanks. me tell you what that was. No, that was never. And it was. It was like Silent Hill fucking loud too. It was like a big, it was like a big damn fire bell. And it was, we were like the end unit. So it was like right outside the end unit. So you could hear it like, da, 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 da. like it was, you, you were like, oh my God, World War Three. This is ridiculous. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time we set, uh, set the fire alarm off at the. Uh, oh, long stay place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah She's we, a smoky cooker. It's okay. I'm a smoky cooker. I don't. I don't know how it happens. It just does. Yeah. Just, no judge. Whatever. Yeah, everything's just a little. I mean, I mean, the food isn't really smoky. Oh, the right? food isn't smoky at the all. Food no. Is not, the food is not It's smoky. just that, like, just... sometimes, sometimes the skillet gets a little too warm and the olive oil gets a little too smoky. Yeah. Or whatever oil it is. Or that whatever I'm using, oil, yeah. Because it's basically everything. Because <laughs> we, we went on, like, a nice little, like, vacation and it was, like, this cute little hotel that. There was like a suite like that lanes, we got. Lay, so it had like a stay, full kitchen. It was basically like hotel. staying in a, in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. And um, we were the only people staying there. And the the people who ran the property, they like lived there too. And they're only like, you know, a unit or two away from us. And twice I set off the fire alarm. Yeah. Twice. That being said, the window next to the kitchen doesn't open. 
uh, and the fan was super weak. Also, it but was. I've also, I've also stated, I stayed at, I stayed at an Airbnb one time where we were like, oh, we're gonna cook some food, so like we're gonna turn the fan on, and the fan sounded like four freight trains were going through the house. So we're just like, <laughs> nope. We're just gonna be very careful and not set off a fire alarm because that's so loud that I can't hear myself think while I'm cooking next to it. Like, I'm afraid somebody's gonna call the police. Hey, there's an airplane in that house. I don't know how, you know? Yeah, it was bad loud, dude. We were like, none of this. Who invited Thomas the train? Yeah, right? <laughs> so anyway, not smoke cleansing, but you can like take your, you know, you can like take a, a small vessel of water and you like dip your fingers in it or like a, you know, like a, 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 a branch of sorts, like a yeah. leafy branch. And yeah. then you sort of just shake that around the area. Um, and I can't think of what that name is. And we have one very specific listener who I know does this and she is screaming at the top of yeah. her lungs. We're sorry. Right now. Le- leave a comment. I see you, in the honey. We do. Uh, yeah. And I hear you too. So I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just lost right now. It's fine. Yeah. So other ways to cleanse and purify, you can also vacuum or sweep with intentions designed to sort of get rid of old or negative energies. So best way to do this would be just sort of like put on some music that's like super chill that you think is like sort of um uplifting or you know just like either uplifting or relaxing depending on what your particular preferences and then just sort of think about like what you're doing as you're vacuuming you're sweeping you know you're picking up all the old gross stuff and then you're getting rid of it and then you're taking that trash out and then it's going outside and you're getting rid of all that negative yeah, energy. Yeah, just add intention. Yeah, just add intention. Makes yeah. vacuuming way more fun, trust me. Yeah. Um, and then you can also cleanse or purify your magical tools. Um, if you're washing, you know, if you're washing anything on your altar, make sure that it is safe to be washed. There yeah. is a lot of things, whether they are rocks or, or gems or stones or not, that should not be in the water. Yeah. So... Um, drink game number three. Yeah. Well, and like when you're washing stuff, be careful with all that kind of like, should it be in water? Is it going to rust afterwards? Like if is it, if it's a piece of wood, like it could rot. Yeah. Or mold. Um, so, and you know, don't be like loosey goosey with it. We're getting water everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then you just have like a pool of water on your altar space. Um, I guess, unless you're supposed to have a pool of water on your altar space that you find. But, uh, yeah. So just think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're cleaning clothes or anything like that else, you can just sort of basically do the same thing with the vacuuming or sweeping, just add intentions to what it is that you're doing to kind of help to cleanse and purify. You could even do purifying or cleansing rituals or spells, you know, sky's the limit here. Really. There's tons of things that you can do with it. Um, so once you've cleansed and purified, now it's time to welcome the new beginnings. So this sort of go, sort of goes hand in hand with all these cleansing and purification rites, because now that you've sort of taken out all the bad stuff, you're going to just receive in all the good stuff because you're not going to receive bad stuff. Why would that work? So <laughs> with Imbolc, we have um, we have Brigid's Cross and we also have the strips of cloth. And you can also create a Brydog doll, which is like a little grain doll that looks like Brigid that you sort of dress in scraps and place in a little bed that brings you good things. But Brigid's Cross is a really fun 
crafty thing that you can do too or if you're not so crafty inclined that's totally fine you can also purchase one but a brigand's cross is typically made of woven rushes and has four equilateral arms and they sort of like stick out like a spoke mm -hmm. so um the best thing to do to see what this looks like is just literally google it they yeah. it will tell you um and find a youtube video of how to make one and then buy whatever that is and then make yeah one. so rushes are usually um just sort of like thin like reeds, thin shits. reeds yeah. that you'll find um, not even necessarily by water which is rushes are typically found by water but you can sort of use anything yeah. like you've got long grass that grows in your backyard you can just pick some of that and and do it with that um, and you can do it either when it's dried or when it's wet if you're doing these when it's dry you're going to want to soak them in water first so they're more pliable but once you've created the brigand's cross or once you've acquired a brigand's cross it's placed in your home usually above a door or above of your hearth for protection and when Imbolc comes around you typically burn or place last year's cross in a river to release the old energies yeah um whichever one is your preference i would suggest maybe don't set it on fire and put it in a river though yeah don't Sounds do both like you idea. can only do one of them new, only, new rule there only can one. only be one yeah it's like yeah. the highlander of crosses <laughs> um so yeah definitely don't do that uh, but, uh, and also if you're going to put the cross above your hearth, make sure that it's safe and like, yeah, again, you don't want whatever. that catch on fire. Yeah. Don't put just like straw above your fireplace. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's worse than putting a TV above your fireplace. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Poor electronics. Poor electronics. Yeah. So for Lunar New Year, we see some similar things. So in bulk, we're really looking at like decorations. There's this Brigand's Cross and then there's these strips of cloth and then there's this Bright Dog doll. So for Lunar New Year, we're also looking at decorations. So lanterns, paintings, fresh flowers, images of this year's animal, which is uh, for 2022 is the tiger and very specifically water tiger um, as well as uh, couplets so one of the interesting things for lunar new year is when you have these decorations they're put up uh they're the decorations are meant for different things like lanterns ward off bad energy and the paintings are sort of usually like heroes that are helping to defend your home against bad energy and fresh flowers is welcoming the new year and images of the animal um sort of plies that spiritual animal for for luck um you know in, in this next year and couplets is an interesting one because couplets are essentially just like little poems or sayings and they're typically on um typically on vertically on just like strips of paper yeah and you have to arrange them in a specific way and one of the ones it's not particularly a couplet it's more of a, a symbol is foo which is uh, a symbol that means good luck mm -hmm. so what's interesting about these ones is that you actually hang the foo symbol upside down um so that you're pouring all of the luck out into your home. Hmm. I really love that. Uh, and you also, during Lunar New Year, celebrate with friends and family. You have feasts with special foods that are very, very specific and aligned to the blessings that you want to bring in this year. And we're planning on doing some of that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but there's also gifts and you have like the money envelopes that you typically give to children or other people that you know that's good luck. Uh, and also offerings to ancestors so that they bring you blessings luck in the coming year so receiving in these new beginnings is uh, is even more multifaceted and has even more availability for you to do sort of whatever meets your particular 
uh, tradition. However you like to celebrate whatever your magical journey is, you can really sort of take any piece of that and put it into Imbolc. And that's what I think is so interesting about Imbolc because we know so little about how we would have traditionally celebrated that we kind of take what it is that we know out there that exists for spring celebrations and we sort of do whatever we want that makes sense to us. Yeah. Yeah. So other ways for you to usher in new beginnings would be to redo or refresh your altar space. If you'll notice on YouTube, <laughs> we still have Christmas up, Yule up. Uh, that's 100% because I'm lazy. Like 100%. No, there's no excuse. It's not even lazy. We've been busy. We have yeah, not I mean, had we're, a chance. We're busy. We, 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 we could have we tried harder. We could have. To be fair. That being but, said, we will probably end up doing it like day after tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because now we've spoken it too many times and it has to happen. Yeah. Now we'll clean up. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that change. <laughs> but even if your altar space is, um, you know, even if you're like in the closet and you have sort of like a low key or, um, you know, sort of like generic looking altar space, you can always refresh it, add in fresh flowers or rearrange things in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, another way to, to sort of usher in new beginnings or sort of reinforce new beginnings is to meditate on your intentions for the year. So in our, um, in one of our recent episodes, we talked about, uh, you know, new year's resolutions. So, you know, think about how your new year's resolutions are doing, um, in a way that doesn't make you feel bad if you're not keeping up on them. You're not doing 100% so of the things that you thought well. you were going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, but maybe now's a time to reflect on those and then update those resolutions to something that's a little bit more approachable and a little bit less absurd. Why did you think you were going to do that to start with? Exactly. Uh, or to get rid of resolutions that sort of no longer fit your yeah. space. Or honestly, even if you are keeping up with your revolu resolutions, revolutions, uh, <laughs> even if you it are keeping up with your resolutions, uh, but you decide like, well, this is a bit much. Maybe I'm not going to do, maybe I'm not going to do these five things. Maybe I'll only do like four of these things yeah. or something to that extent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you can also ask deities or ancestors to bless, guide, or protect you in the coming seasons. Now is a great time of year to start working anew with a deity or with ancestors or other types of spirits. Uh, and there are um, several sects, particularly in the Wiccan community, where now is a time where you either dedicate yourself to the path of Wiccanry or to the goddess, or you rededicate yourself um, just sort of in that preparation for spring. Um, and much like how we talked about in the fall with Lunasa and Mabon and, Sa and Samhain, how they're like the three harvests festivals this is the first of three um really sort of like spring festivals so we're still seeing some of the influences of the winter festival behind us with yule and 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 we're starting to see more of that spring festival stuff that we're seeing with ostara so we're not like the birds and the bees let's get it on i mean but like if you're getting it on that's fine um you know but we are seeing some of that so we just sort of like have our back to winter and we have our face to spring but it's like not really here yet it's sort of like that time of year where you're like, oh my gosh, the first yeah. warm, sunny day of the it's year. The I'm going to get out my tank gonna, tops. Where you're going to go outside in the morning and be like, this shit is cold. And then at around lunchtime, you're going to be like, oh, look at this beautiful last day. I'm going to like wear light clothes and then go to the store. And then by the time you're done in the store, come outside and you're like 100% sure to brought a jacket. This is a fucking horrible idea. Or it's dark and I'm then you're again. freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's this time of year. Uh, <laughs> is you're just going to be like a little cold or a little warm all of the time. Yeah. At yeah. least for us. 
Yeah, especially where we live. Our, our, our county is known for needing to dress in layers. So um, how do we celebrate in bulk and new Lunar New Year? Yeah. Uh, well, normally we have like a festival event. With yeah, Rays. we normally have like a Sabbath. We usually have when we do Sabbaths, we um, usually do like hangout and like a craft item if people want to do crafts, uh, because you always want to give drunk people something to do. And crafts are the best to do when you're drunk. And also the best to do as an adult. I just want to sit down and like do some coloring and like yeah. preschool is wasted on the young class. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and we usually oh, do... Oh, I spend all day and, like, listen to a story and build and, like, play with crafts. That's called A Good Weekend, my bro. That's yeah. just straight up Netflix and chill. Like, what's up? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, Audible and chill. Yeah. Audible and craft. Yeah, Audibles and craft. <laughs> Seriously. It's awesome. Yeah, we usually do... That's what we do in the power Like, out. a feast thing, too. And for Imbolc, we usually do a baked potato bar. Yeah. Where I just do a whole bunch of baked potatoes, whole bunch of fixins for baked potatoes, and then everybody makes whatever baked potatoes Yeah, baked potato uh, bar is super easy to do, and it's a great, like, warm... Like warm, heavy food. It's hearty. You know? Yeah. 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 Totally. And it also turns into leftovers as well, because usually yeah. when we have a Sabbath, we end up eating that food for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have to figure out other ways to consume it, lest we never want to eat that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. And usually towards the end, we're feeding part of it to the chickens anyway, because I'm just yeah. like, I don't oh, want to yeah. eat this anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we usually do a Sabbath. We usually do a ritual. Um, now that we live in the now that now that we live in the Mycerona times, um, things are definitely different. Yeah, and uh, we're probably not going to do that at all this year, especially because of the things that are happening currently. Um, but we do yeah, look forward to doing it in the future. So for us, Imbolc is sort of like the time where we can like take some rest and take some relaxing from what is always for us a very busy holiday season and sort of feel renewed because even when new year's comes around we just sort of like don't really have that renewal sense yet and yeah. i think that's just because we have so many other things happening like we've got other birthdays that are really close to us so for us the holiday season a lot of family like stuff, starts in november and goes stuff. all the way through the end of uh january so it's a pretty long holiday season for us yeah and in bulk for us is sort of like a time of of quiet rest and renewal and yeah. contemplation in preparation for the spring. Yeah, making plans for what we're gonna do in the spring and what we're gonna do for the house in the summer and you know, like anything else like that. So it's kind of just like getting everything in, like get everything in order throughout January and then sort of like hit the ground running in February with like new projects and stuff like that. Totally, you totally. Know, and sort boy, of like, do we have a lot of new projects geez, coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited. About it's, all these new it's, it's gonna be awesome, but man, I I don't know why I'm doing fucking twelve jobs now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's too many. We jobs. also celebrate so not only with Imbolc and doing a ritual, and we have a simple Imbolc ritual that we're gonna share with you guys in a little bit. Um, but we also do usually do some Lunar New Year type stuff. Yep. Um, yep. We like, do a little bit of Lunar New Year, a little bit of Imbolc, a little bit of Thorsablad, a little bit of Mardi Gras. Yeah. Well, that's in that's in the draw of Mardi. Uh, it's usually in in February. Yeah, no, it's just fine. <sighs> okay, I was just Whatever. like, do you maybe, not maybe, know when Mardi Maybe Mardi Gras isn't. Maybe Mardi Gras in March. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's the same sound. Marty, March. There no, you go. No, uh, it's no, in no. April? Marty, April? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maroon? 
All proper nouns start with m. Now you're just saying m words. Yes. Yeah. I'm not actually. I'm not saying m words. None, none, none of those were m words. <laughs> yeah, moon isn't a word. That's just j into an m. It sounded like you either said moon or maroon, and I mean both maroon. of those are m words. Maroon. Maroon. Yeah, maroon. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds like you're saying maroon, but with an accent. Um, anyways, so we usually do a lot of food-based stuff around this time also. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's generally like, it's, you know, it's kind of an easy way to celebrate, like, specialize your food. You know, it's it's like magical tacos, that kind of thing. Like, you know, like <laughs> Protection tacos, it's, it's my it's, jam. It's easy to just, like, like take a couple of, take a couple of important correspondences you pair them up with like the theme that you want for that particular holiday mm-hmm. and then uh, go to town. If you're not a uh, like kitchen person, if you're not like a cook your own meals kind of person, mm-hmm. um, obviously you can just, again, do that little bit of research and then like choose one or two things and then find food that's within your like category of availability. Yeah. And also matches up with the like one or two of the three or four correspondences that you found. Yeah, and, and we have a huge correspondence list for food. Yeah. Um, that we'll discuss at the end of the podcast, as well as it'll be like on physical paper for those of you who are patrons of us uh, on our Hold Horn and Cauldron Coven tier. On, um, uh, on yeah, on yeah. Patreon, you get the uh, Book of Shadows pages. So, and we're we're catching up, guys. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is <laughs> a lot. Wood. It is a lot of work, but I am catching up. So, yeah. So this year, what we decided to do was our plan was take down the Yule altar, yeah. put up new fresh spring altar. Hasn't yeah. happened yet. We'll no. check that box soon. <laughs> and then I realized uh, that Lunar New Year and Imbolc are basically happening on the same day. And this is also part of the um, ancient uh, heathen like Icelandic month of Thorblot where you um, celebrate the god Thor. Typically the celebrations start at the beginning of the month of Thorblot which in 2022 happened to be on um, your birthday. Yeah. Which was January 20th. So um, but that did not happen. We yeah. did not have time for that. We also did not do stuff for Robbie Burns night like we typically do. So we're sort of taking the like weird food holiday stuff that we typically do in January just sort of shifting it a little bit later and including it in here. So we're basically doing our Imbolc as Imbolc, Lunar New Year, and Thorablot together. And for that, what we're going to be doing is we're creating like a feast. Yeah, we're going to create a little feast and um, we're going to make we're going to make a little YouTube video about it. So you'll get to join us in the kitchen as we make a weird hodgepodge feast. It's going to be different. It's going to be yeah. interesting. I really love blending flavors and, and doing, cuisines and doing like weird like what 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 is what's that asshole call it uh, fusion conquistador food conquistador food oh conquistador is food the, is the term I think you're looking for I call but... it conquistador food I'm not that asshole I'm probably that asshole let's be totally real but uh, no it's like fusion food that was the word I was looking for yeah so, fusion works too I guess yeah so we're doing some weird fusion food for this one <laughs> but yeah so stay tuned for that that's gonna come out um. Tomorrow, so February 1st, depending on when you're listening to this. And that'll just be on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so we're planning on doing um, foods that are sort of geared towards Lunar New Year with its food symbolism and taking that and sort of mishmashing the other pieces in there. So Thorablot is like delicacies, like rarities, delicacies, generally um, pungent foods as well. And... um, 
when we take that and we look at what's available through the seasonality of eating for in bulk, and then we take a look at the Lunar New Year stuff, we see that, you know, noodles are for long life. So we're going to do chow mein. We're going to do chicken teriyaki chow mein. And then um, I've been talking about making lumpia for like literally a month now. Uh, so we're going to do it. I'm going to make some lumpia. It's going to be fantastic. It's not going to be traditional lumpia though. We're taking the Thoroblot thing and Thor has um, two goats that he had that are like his companions and basically they what they spring anew every day after yeah. he eats them yeah yeah yeah. they just regrow whatever part that he ate yeah so, so yeah the closest thing to goat we have is lamb so we're basically doing like a curried lamb uh lumpia yeah. which is going to be well let's Fire. Let's not uh let's not let's not spoil the fun here and uh watch the YouTube video if you want to know all of the things. Yeah. Because there's more. So and don't don't worry right. about that. That's right. Let's go, let's just go right on to that ritual. Yeah, so we've got a nice and simple in bulk ritual for you guys. Uh very similar to the Yule ritual that we did, just to kind of make things easier on everyone. And you can do this. Um, whenever you want. So we often say that when you're celebrating a particular um, Sabbath or magical holiday that you don't need to do it on that day. And the same is true of in bulk as well. Yeah, if you're busy on a Tuesday, which is fucking reasonable, by the way, yeah. like, do it on a Saturday. That Yeah, it it don't matter that much, guys. Yeah. Right, if-, if Nobody's if, gonna be mad at if you. If you don't got gold coins and you're just using gold coin chocolate coins, I mean, you know what? The th It's the thought that counts on this. It's not like somebody's gonna be like, well, this this person who can barely afford to eat out every, you can barely afford to eat, like, eat food every day, didn't give me a real ass gold coin. Like, that's not how this works, man. Yeah. That's, no. some, that's some toxic gatekeeping nonsense that we do not partake in. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. So if you wanna do it, hey, rock and roll. Like, more power to you. We are obviously doing a feast on a Tuesday and recording it and editing it and putting it out on YouTube because I just hate myself or something. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, but it's going to be, so bam. Um, <laughs> and of course, it's the kind of food that we can't really do much preparation. We actually can't do any preparation today. So we're going to be like, get up early, prep the prep stuff, work yeah. all day, finish cooking a feast, recording um, they're like cook a feast, record it, and uh, and edit and upload it. Probably so. eat dinner at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Let's hope not. But yeah. No. No. So for this in bulk ritual, in addition to any other magical items that you want to have, you know, altar decorations or you know any any other tools that you use, you're going to want something to drink. You're going to want a small snack. You're going to want five candles, one for each point of the pentagram, and you're going to want a cup uh, containing ice cubes. No water, just ice. Uh, so first, start by casting a circle and clearing your mind. Uh, and then you will light the air candle. So each of the candles will be placed on the points of the pentagram. So you'll light the candle for air and say, Spirits of air, bless me with fragrant breezes. Next, light the earth candle and say, Spirits of earth, awaken the seeds of possibility within me. Now light the water candle and say, spirits of water, bathe me in your gentle rains. And now light the fire candle and say, spirits of fire, rekindle the flame that lights my soul. Lastly, light the spirit candle and say, spirits of my ancestors, illuminate my path. Now take the cup of ice cubes between your hands, so just like hold it in your hands and say, as the wheel turns, I welcome the light and warmth of the sun. Just as the sun melts the snow, which nourishes the land, the warmth of my hands melts this ice so this water can nourish my magic. And while you're holding this cup, 
reflect on the beginning of spring. However, if it starts to get too cold, just put it down. There's, yeah. You can put it down whenever you start to feel uncomfortable Maybe about it. Put that ice in a shaker. Make yourself a cocktail. Magical cocktail. <laughs> uh, so reflect on the beginning of spring. The world is awakening again. The air feels fresh and it's full of possibilities. What seeds will you nurture this year? What magical goals do you have? And how will you use this blessed water? Yeah. Just envision that that journey for you mentally or think about it. Um, you know, and maybe write it down, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're ready, say, I consecrate and bless this water. It washes away negative energy and increases the power of any spell I use it in. As above, so below, as within, so without, my will be done. Now, enjoy your small snack, being sure to leave behind a sip and a bite for the spirits. Uh, and you can just leave the 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 cup with the ice just sort of in your altar space somewhere. Mm -hmm. Again, um, a lot of times there's condensation on that. Make sure that you're not going to be ruining anything on your altar. Yeah, maybe um, put it on like a coaster or... In, on a plate or in a bowl or something. Yeah, uh, and then once you're ready, thank the spirits, extinguish the candles, and let your ice melt completely. Once that's done, place it into a jar or a bottle until you're ready to use it for spell work. If you're using it right away, you can ingest that water. That's totally fine. But if you are not using that water right away, do not do not put it in a jar and then drink it later. Yeah. If you have a cup of ice and you let it melt to water and you drink it immediately as it's melting into water, okay. If you let it sit there, this gross water, don't put it in your body, use it for other shit. It actually could make you sick. Yeah. Um, That's why it's gross. Which sounds weird, right? But it's totally a thing. Look at Le Legionnaire's disease. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, so that's your simple in bulk ritual. And uh, we've actually done this a couple of times. One time we went and got a big old block of ice from the freezer at uh, the local yeah, one of those, grocery like, store. Yeah, one of those like 10 pound like... Like, like rectangle like blocks. Like big rectangle, like a brick of ice. Yeah, and then we just like let that melt and then we use that as blessed water for like a year and a half. Yeah, like for fucking ever. We let it melt in a five gallon bucket, by the way. Yeah, it took so it took long for, Forever to it to melt. And that also water. that water was like... By the time we were it done with stuff that water, in it, it was by the time it was done melting, nice. just because, just because like debris falls from the sky, and obviously we're not gonna have a five gallon bucket of ice water melting in our house at this point in time. You're just asking the house to get colder for no reason. <laughs> yeah, so that shit, that shit and we don't outside, need that, but, especially yeah. because that was, um, you know, at the very beginning when we didn't know um, how to use yeah. the in the um, beginning fireplace wood burning well. stove in my house. Hey, that's not really heating the house very much. Uh, now. Uh, the, the moment I start a fire in the wood burning stove, the house is 95 degrees and the dogs are like, I don't want to be here anymore. Can I be like one of those abandoned dogs? Yeah. It's too hot in this house. Um, because we've gotten really, really efficient with the wood burning stove. So it heats the house up like super fast and then we just let it burn out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's, like we use like way less wood than before and it's way more efficient, but you, you know, it's, but you have to deal every, with every stove is... <laughs> little fucking things you, have you gotta to deal do. deal with like a 30 degree temperature shift because it'll go from like 60 degrees oh, yeah. to like almost 90 yeah. and then we let it cool. And <laughs> yeah. So we just, our house is just all over the place temperature wise, but that's fine. We have a lot of blankets. Um, yeah. So that helps. Yeah. 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 So correspondences, time Correspond for that. me to listen, time for me to read a list out loud. So correspondences for uh, in bulk uh, for animals, 
cow, lambs, the phoenix, sheep, and any burrowing animal. Looking at you, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, colors would be gold, red, and yellow. Stones, um, kind of any of those colors for stones also. So like amber, blue topaz, citron, garnet, uh, turquoise, some of the blue sort of creeps in there too. Think blue snow, blue cold, blue sky. Um, and those, um, all of those stones there. Uh, as for plants, uh, cinnamon, daffodil, hyacinth, and any white or yellow flowers are really popular around this time. For foods, uh, bannock is a, a traditional food associated with Imbolc. It's essentially an oat cake, so kind of like an oaty muffin. It's pretty delicious. Um, broccoli, seasonal. Uh, Colcannon, another uh, traditional Irish food for this, which is basically mashed potatoes with, with cabbage in it. Pretty tasty. May not sound very good, but it is delicious, especially if you like, like cabbage. potatoes and fucking cabbage. What? I mean, get out of here. People are weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage is delicious, bro. <laughs> if you had bad cabbage, that's just it was cooked improperly. Uh, too much is generally the problem with cooking vegetables, right? That is true. You're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like cooked carrots. Well, that's because you're you're cooking them until it's baby food. That's not a cooked carrot now. That's just mush, it's bro. Just, yeah. Blanch that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, give it some texture. Use your teeth. Yeah, yeah. Also, dairy products, any sort of dried fruit, uh, lamb, onions, oranges, really any citrus. Uh, onions seeds. aren't citrus. Onions are not citrus, Just no. in case you But know. oranges are. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, seeds, spinach, squash, any round or seasonal foods work. Round because <laughs> the sun is round. Any seasonal foods are just round shit. <laughs> I know. Right? So does that mean that Oreos would officially be the sponsor for Impulse? I don't know about officially. Because it's round-ass cookie? I mean, they are round, yeah. and the sun is round. That's basically where the round food correspondence comes go. in. So is there something that you want to eat that isn't on this list? Make it round. Now Pizza. it works. Round. Pizza. Just saying, guys. It's real easy to also make like every the way that the way that pizza is cut kind of like mimics rays of the sun. Yeah, there you go. See, look at all the uh, symbolism. Go have pizza. Yeah, pizza in yeah. bulk. Except for that flat, that flat, that uh, thin crust pizza we had this weekend that was cut into squares. It's yeah, Little Caesars cuts their pizza, their thin, their thin, their crust, thin crust pizza, pizza into, into squares. like squares, yeah. and it's, it's delicious. Insanity. But it's, I think the reason why is because if they didn't cut it into squares, you it's not structurally sound enough you would just be like here's this and it's like you know and like flaccid uh flaccid pizza is especially if you're not eating it right away yeah that's not that's not great sitting there for a couple hours so yeah yeah. so yeah any uh pizza for pizza for in bulk yeah pizza for in bulk uh for deities uh of course brigid uh, like we said earlier, but other deities associated with this um, holiday are also Athena, Danu, Demeter, Hestia, and Persephone. Uh, symbols are really just like beginnings and purifications. Candles are a big symbol um, for this holiday. Grain dolls. And again, the sun. Round things. Yeah. Well, and like spring things. Like and like sun. spring yeah. things. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. And that was just like a partial list, mostly because we don't want to be here for 400 million years. Uh, So if you want the full list, uh, that's going to be available on our Patreon. So that's part of the Horn and Cauldron podcast tier of our Patreon. Um, Smooth-ish transition into Patreon talk. 
if you join that tier, you not only get all of the Book of Shadows pages for all of the episodes of the podcast, access to them. They're on Patreon. Um, but uh, I also do, like, fun cell phone wallpapers for most of these. Um, just because, like, I already spent the, like, put in the monstrous effort for graphics. So, like, why not turn it into a wallpaper? And I'm one of those people that has to change their cell phone wallpaper, like, all the time. Ooh, I am not that person. Yeah, no. I, I don't just want, recently If I've seen the same it, image too many times, I'm just like, done. Throw it oh, away. Oh, no. Garbage. I just recently changed mine and uh, realized that when I changed it, the background was from Samhain. Jesus. No. <laughs> It was very specifically your Samhain no, cell phone background. Cheese and crackers, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. So, you get those. Uh, you also get access to a uh, Discord chat where we, where we just, honestly, we just hang out and chat. Not even all about magical stuff. Yeah, sometimes we just chat about, like, life stuff or, like, weather or, like, whatever. Just, like, be friends. Crafts um, and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> Join our Patreon, become our friends. But, uh, so yeah, you just get to like chat with that kind of stuff. And then we also have a higher tier. Those are the stakeholders. Because uh, of all the stakes, that's a Nerd Jive reference. If you don't know what that is and you think that we're just crazy. Uh, but there's a lot of meat in the logo. So also, the welcome. price of meat has increased exponentially. So Yeah, bam. All know, the steaks. They're everywhere. Trying on the, to find a way to tie On the roof and such. But uh, uh, our stakeholders get a, what I call the barbecue where once a month at the beginning of the month we hang out and we literally just like get on a chat and like just like a video chat and just and hang, hang out. out like i feel like technically i have those written down at being like maybe an hour maybe an hour and a half dead max but generally they go way longer than that because we always got shit to talk about and such so yeah whatever yeah. whatever uh but so yeah uh, next time we have, uh, next week is another Horn and Cauldron pub chat. That's right. So, uh, that'll include, uh, part two of the Gerald Gardner Tiger King nonsense. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm learning a bunch cause I'm not doing that research. That's, that's her thing. It's uh, insanity. Yeah. She's the research one. I'm the crazy one. Obviously. If you're seeing this video, you can tell my hair. It's bananas. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so, and if you haven't seen part one, so before next Monday, go listen to part one. That was last week's podcast episode and, or YouTube video. Cause it's on both. Yep. Um, so you can, you can catch the first half of the, of that tale and it is a doozy to yeah. say the least. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then, um, the following week, uh, is episode 32 of the Horn and Cauldron podcast, and we were talking about love, magic, and hand fasting. Yeah. Which is going to be very interesting. That was a, uh, a request, Yeah, right? that was a request yeah, by a request one, of our patrons, of one of our Miranda. patrons, Yeah, so, so shout you're out. getting your episode. Yeah. Uh, and that one is actually coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh, shoot. That's so, awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's very, very themed um, with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally look forward Totally on purpose, to 100% of the time. We knew what we were talking about. Bam. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of Patreons, uh, we have some Patreons to thank. Thank you, Jeffrey, Alan, Miranda, Helena, and Alexa. Y'all are awesome. You are what is uh, helping us in like do all this witchy stuff and and improve the systems that we have in place, uh, as well as we genuinely enjoy hanging out and talking with you guys. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's awesome. Welcome, Jeffrey. You're our newest patron, and uh, I, hopefully you have a good time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. podcast. And um, 
yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Oh, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that kind of stuff, and leave a review if you're on a podcast <laughs> network. I always forget that I'm supposed to do that like twice. Listen, I'm a very bad YouTuber. I know it. You obviously <laughs> know it, right? So you're welcome, I fucking guess. But uh, yeah, stay magical, folks. Yeah, and don't forget, breathe in self-confidence, breathe out self-doubt. Almost said that the opposite way. That's all right.